If there is anything I can attest to, it's that employee-inspired green teams are powerful. They influence choices made in both business and individual environments that move us all closer to creating sustainable, resilient, and socially just communities. By enhancing knowledge about climate change and the actions we can take towards solutions, employee-led green teams are game changers. Stay with me for this powerful episode about a group of dedicated change agents and get ready to be inspired, maybe even to get a green team going in your work environment. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. Just a moment of reflection on my part before we welcome our guest and get to listen to her story. Of all the things I have done and been involved with, and have helped to make happen as part of my journey as Mrs. Green. Green teams or green storage programs or care teams have totally been the highlight. I've gotten to see entire companies transform because of the influence of dedicated change agents within those organizations. And it is rewarding and beyond. It's one of my favorite things when you talk about sparking joy. So please join me in my excitement in welcoming our guest, Alyssa Gutierrez. She is a chemical engineer for Tucson Electric Power, and she is the fearless leader of the green team at TEP, and her passion for making a difference is contagious as evidenced by the ever-growing number of members on the green team. So Alyssa, thanks for being here, and I can't wait because we've been working together for a couple of years, and I would love to share this journey and put it out there on the airwaves. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. Appreciate it. Well, I love it. And you know I do. We had fun even preparing. So let's spend a little bit of time getting to know you. What I know is that you are a chemical engineer at a very large utility. You have a big job, and yet you took on the leadership role for a company-wide green team. So can you tell us, kind of mix in a little bit about your job and then your journey to help to create and build ECOS, including what does ECOS stand for? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, I originally started at TEP uh, back in about 2017 as a student intern. Um, so it was while I was attending the University of Arizona, um, getting my degree in chemical engineering, um, I joined the company. And really, I thought I was joining um, more so from an environmental compliance lens. I thought I would be helping the company with, you know, air, water, waste compliance programs. Um, and it turned out I came in at, right at the perfect time because that's actually when we were um, kind of evolving sustainability within our organization. So I've really had a great opportunity to see sustainability grow Um on so many different levels at the company. So that's, you know, that includes our green team here, UNS Ecos, as well as, you know, corporate-wide sustainability um, reporting and, and things of that nature. So it, it's just been a great journey. Um, a couple of years ago, so specifically with the green team, you know, it's one of the many hats I wear, but definitely a cherished one, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and so we, we, we launched the green team a couple of years ago. Really how it evolved is that, you know, our employees were going to our leadership throughout the company um, saying that they had these initiatives or projects and ideas that they wanted to get off the ground, uh, but there really wasn't an outlet or a, a good channel for them to do that. And a lot of these ideas had to do with sustainability. 
And so, you know, sustainability on different levels, whether that was from an organizational perspective, an operations perspective. And so really they just needed help kind of um, channeling these ideas. And so it worked its way up all the way to our executive team. Uh, my executive, Eric Bakken, who I know you're very familiar with. Yes, he go reached, Eric. <laughs> go Eric. He reached out to me and knew that sustainability was something that we were working on, you know, from a corporate level and knew that I was very, you know, excited about it, passionate about it personally and thought, you know, and asked me if I could help lead um, and coordinate this team that um, is, was already growing with a number of employees wanting to join and participate. So that's really how I got involved. I, I was asked um, by a leader in our company and I haven't looked back since, really. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting with this whole conversation because I believe, and, and it's funny when I'm doing the intro, I, I write these notes and I put my heart into it, but I never sound as passionate as I feel, in, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like green teams rock. They are mm-hmm. the substance of long-term systemic change. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to go on my intro and say, oh, green teams rock, but they really do rock. But a critical part to me is It's a fool's errand to think about having a green team if you don't have buy-in from leadership. And what this sounds like is you not only had buy-in, they came to you. So what, from your perspective, what does leadership for a company-wide green team look like? How do they show up as supportive? Because I know they do. I mean, I work very intimately with lots of parts of TEP. So what does that look like in terms of really having leadership support from every aspect that I know of. Many, many of your, what I call C-suite employees are involved and engaged and they're on calls and they show up at things. So what does that leadership commitment to you look like? Yeah, I mean, I think leadership is so important for green teams just to let the teams know that they're that what they're doing has substance. So for us, like I said, our employees were going to our leadership and it was recognized. It was acknowledged from our leadership team, uh, which was really wonderful to see that, you know, they they our our employees were going to them and said, you know, there's a hole. We're, there's something missing here. And our leaders said, absolutely, let's fill that hole. Let's let's make this work. Um, and so really from the get-go, we we've had leadership buy-in which has been wonderful, even, even to the generation of the name. I mean, UNS ECOS, they were involved with, and ECOS stands for, so UNS Energy is our parent company of Tucson Electric Power, so UNS. And ECOS stands for Employees Creating Opportunities for Sustainability. Love it. So, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Love it. (laughs) Right there in the title. I mean, that's all employees, all employees. So our our leaders since the launch to this day have been involved with the team every step of the way. At our last Lunch and Learn call that we had, uh, we had three executives on the call with us, not to mention that, you know, the guest speakers were speakers from our parent company. So, I mean, that should tell you that, you know, our leaders fully support this program. Um, you know, there's funding that's provided. There is um, active engagement and participation by our leaders. There's goals associated with it. I mean, on every level of the organization, um, we have support, which I think is just so important uh, to have a successful team. And I just have to add, because I am biased, I admit it, I totally admit (laughs) it that I 
I am so impressed with the the strength of commitment from TEP to not just to be sustainable in a lot of the energy pieces, but sustainable from the inside out. So I was on that call and what made, I was grinning with pride because Fortis, who is the parent company, mm-hmm. they're noticing what you're doing. It was not lip service. They know what you're doing. It's helping them with their um, corporate sustainability reporting. And I was like, yep, that's TEP. Yep, I love it. So it was very <laughs> nice to see that, that they know what you're doing. And it not only know, it matters and they acknowledged it. So, mm-hmm. So my question to you is, you know, a lot of times, and it doesn't happen as much anymore, but when I first started, it says like being green is so expensive and we can't afford it and blah, blah, blah. I think that's changed, but I want to know from you, do you think having green teams, which bring about lots of changes internally, does it make good business sense? And and what are your thoughts on that? Why does it or does it not? Absolutely, they make good business sense. I mean, sustainability, you know, I, I like to, to go away from the the word, the term green team, because I think there's a certain connotation yes, to it, right? I totally agree. So, so sustainability teams absolutely make good business sense. Sustainability really is innovation. That's what sustainability is. And what do you get out of innovation? You get efficiency, streamlined processes. You know, I think there's just when you're in a constant state of innovation and you tie into that, you know, green ideas or green thoughts, I mean, it absolutely makes good business sense. It helps our business continue to be relevant. Um, When you're looking at it from a corporate lens, I mean, we're protecting our supply chain, we're protecting our employees, we're attracting the right sort of a talent. When you invest in sustainability, you're investing in the future in your company. And I think green teams are are a definite pillar of that. And, you know, from our, our employees, and I know, you know, later on we'll, we'll go into more detail about our initiatives, but our employees have found cost savings. They found how to make their everyday processes uh, more efficient, get better results. I mean, all of that stems from sustainability and this innovation that it brings with it. It makes absolute good business sense. Good business sense. Just in things like reducing paper use and reducing printing and cutting down on water use, whatever it is, it's just we've certainly seen that with all of the sustainability teams that we work with as well mm-hmm. as consultants, it's, it's, it can be a really um, huge change in your budget mm-hmm. if you are doing some of those practices. So I've been thinking about this since you and I spoke last week and how I bring COVID into the conversation. And there's a strong desire on my part to, to really bring up that COVID wasn't all bad. And that's acknowledging the the hundreds of thousands of people who have died and the sadness for that. But in terms of creativity and the new word, I've used the word pivot more in the past two years (laughs) than I have in my whole entire life. But let's be honest, this is one of the good stories about there was a great launch. There was a big celebration. We had our first, I think, in-person meeting in the beautiful room that you have down at headquarters. And then, bam, it's like we're shutting down. And TEP was a very active leader in protecting their employees. So it's working. And you did pivot. And I, in my opinion, you didn't only survive, but you thrived. So what all went into that my excitement about seeing, you didn't say, oh, well, let's wait two years when we can get back together. People just stepped up. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we launched, like you said, in the beginning of 2020, and we had a strong membership base even at the launch because, like I mentioned, we had such a a great amount of employees that wanted to dig their teeth into sustainability via a green team. Um, you know, we were excited. We had all of these plans, all of these um, things lined out for the year, had one in-person event, which was amazing. It was, it was. City of Tucson, Christina coming in and, and talking to us about recycling here and here locally. And it was amazing looking towards the future. And then I think within a week or so of that event, shut everything down. got shut down. Close the doors. We're going <laughs> home. I know. But you know, but you know what didn't shut down was the passion and excitement right. from our employees. Right. Our employees, you know, did not want to push aside the team, did not, you know, we knew that we had to adjust and adapt our plans to this new virtual environment, which we did. You know, we continued our, with our Lunch and Learn series for employees. We continued to have initiatives um, from the group. We carried out with a, a project with the University of Arizona. We, we kept all of that. And then even in 2021, I think we were so adjusted to this new normal. Another phrase I think I've said about a thousand <laughs> times in the past And there is years. a new normal. It's so true. <laughs> new There's normal. a new normal. Yeah, we were able to adjust. And in 2021, I think we even, we've even skyrocketed farther. So yeah, our, our team fervor did not slow down at all with the pandemic. That's for sure. It really didn't. It grew and it's thriving. <laughs> and another thing that gave you yet another opportunity to pivot, I'm just going <laughs> to wear that word out, is you had... Another challenge for with the Eller School, um, you were starting to roll it out. So tell us, what did it look like? How did you pivot and create a new normal? What is that? Because that's about leadership to me from all parties, leadership and action. So what happened with the U of A? Tell us a little bit about what the program was that you were participating in and what happened. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Tucson Electric Power has had this relationship with um, the Eller College of Management at the University of Arizona for a while now. Um, so in their spring semester, um, one of the spring semesters of their MBA program, they have a consulting project for their students. Um, and so the college actually brings in real-life companies with real-life projects and asks their students to form teams to help solve the problems that the companies or challenges that the companies are facing. And so one project that TEP sponsored um, at the start in 2020 was a sustainability project that had to do with finding, you know, we knew we wanted to launch the screen team. And like we mentioned before, I do have a day job. So <laughs> It cracks me up because you have a really big day job. And this is not a small side job. It's a lot. It's it's a fun one, that's for sure. But so we, you know, I we knew that we needed help maybe launching the team with specific initiatives or specific goals and targets that our company um, could could attack first. You know, there were all of these ideas out there, but it was really getting ourselves organized and oriented into, okay, what, what should we be addressing first? And so really that was what we asked Eller to help us do. And so um, our business consulting team from the college uh, really worked to outline different initiatives that our business could take on with support of our employees and our leadership team. Um, we launched that in January of 2020. They carried it out through their spring 
semester, I, you know, we started having in-person meetings. It was great to know the students. Uh, and then we had to transfer to virtual a virtual setting. Um, and they ended up wrapping up their project in May of that year with some great, great projects and initiatives that not only could we start in a virtual setting, but that we could continue to drive um, after we all hopefully return to the office one day and, and get to be together. So really that, that project was amazing. I think it was fundamental to help get the team grounded in, okay, what can we do today? Um, whereas, you know, sometimes, you know, all with all of these ideas floating around, it's hard to pick. It's hard to say, okay, this is where I can make movement. And, and the team really helped us to do that. It was, it was a really successful project. I really enjoyed and it. And I just love sitting on the sidelines and hearing it. And to me, again, it's just, there's going to be a lot of conversations forever for the rest of our lives about the impact of COVID, but it's not right. been all bad. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. Like I started going out last week to meetings and I think I'm going to change my approach to where if I'm going, it's going to go to have ice cream with Alyssa and Ashley and make it a meeting. So there's a social component because everything else can really be done on Zoom. Right. And you only have to get half dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody sees if you're sitting down. I mean, it cracks me up the outfits that there'll probably be lots of videos someday about people that got caught because they forgot that they had their pajama pants on and a nice (laughs) suit on top. So it's just been amazing to me to watch how that all evolved when Mm -hmm. it could have shut down. So another piece of um, progress for systemic change. What about, let's talk a little bit about actual employee-driven initiatives. What I see, and it it cracks me up because this language was not real two years ago. What I see a lot in the chat on Zoom or on (laughs) um, the platform that you use, which still has chat, is, um, is it my teams? I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. I see so much employee input. They're giving ideas. They're citing references. They're talking about books. It is not a static, we're presenting, here it is. I love watching the chat when we have these calls. So what are some examples of how people are taking sustainability on all over the company? Just a few, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I mentioned, we just have huge support from our employees. And, you know, it was really, really nice to see that, you know, in partnership with Eller, you know, Eller identified um, certain projects or initiatives we might take on. And then to really see the departments and employees um, of those groups really champion some of those initiatives and, and put their own spin on it was, was so exciting to see from our employees. Um, so one of the really exciting uh, projects that our teams are working on is a recycling initiative to set up a really comprehensive recycling program for the company. And I mean, that includes cigarette recycling, alternative waste recycling that you normally wouldn't recycle, um, batteries, and then of course your normal, you know, paper, plastic, things of that nature. So they're setting up these huge rooms for us to recycle and really champion that within our company. Um, And that's, you know, in partnership across the board at our company with our facilities team, you know, our risk management team, environmental team. There are so many people working on this to really help set up a worthwhile program. Um, And they're doing that. And, And even again, in this virtual setting, 
everything. They did not slow that team down. They're preparing for when we all come back to work and making sure that we still continue to be good stewards of the environment, even though we're all excited to be back in person right, right, <laughs> and joining right. together. You know, and another project we're working on is, is with our business services team. They're really championing uh, a reduction in printing um, for the company. Uh, you know, we're, we're a regulated utility. There's a lot of paperwork, a lot of files that we have. Um, we recognize that that's a business need, but understanding where we might have uh, process efficiencies and things of that nature, you know, online signatures where applicable, our, that team is really working on it. And again, you know, like we said, does it make good business sense? I mean, they're really looking at it from a, a, a point of view of, okay, well, if we can reduce the amount that we're printing, we can reduce the hours that our IT team spends fixing printers that go down or fail or malfunction. Um, it's saving our, our costs associated with toner and ink. And, you know, we recycle that stuff where we can, but you know, ultimately, I think this program that they're working on is really going to, we're going to see the value from it from a business perspective so much. Um, and again, it's, you know, business services, our asset management team, our IT team, all of these different groups working on it. Um, it's just a huge collaborative effort and it's really exciting to see. I mean, I can go on and on, but I would say those are the two I'm most excited about. But that's one <laughs> yeah. of the stellar ones. I mean, it, it's really exciting and it's so what I call systemic. It's not just mm -hmm. a little initiative and there's going to be signs up. People really took a deep dive into what the patterns were mm -hmm. and to what the usage was. I mean, it was a very, um, to me, robust research project in addition to coming up with solutions. And when the employees do it, it's got buy-in. It's not a mandate from the top down. No. And that's one of the things that gets me really excited. And I've certainly seen that with, you know, the Chapman Cares team and the team at Hotel Congress, other teams where once the employees get engaged, if there is buy-in from leadership, mm -hmm. lots of miracles start to happen and it's a more um, sustainable environment. What about, you, you don't just do the... Um, initiatives and all of that, I think a critical component for sustainability teams is education. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit briefly about the education piece and the lunch and learns and what your your vision is and goals that you hope to accomplish by setting that up? Because they have been amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, I really look at it as our employees and our departments really championing the initiatives that our company can take on. Um, which is, again, really exciting to see. It's it's the folks that make the change um, that are developing it. So that's really exciting. Right. And from an, from an ECOS, from a green team perspective, you're right. I think we really have that education, sustainability awareness, engagement piece. You know, we're really trying to help drive these initiatives and have our employees engaged with them, all of the work, you know, fellow employees are doing. So that, that I think you, you hit it on the head. That, that's really where we come in as an ECOS team. So one of those pieces is our Lunch and Learn series. We, we launched this in 2020. We've continued it this year and we'll continue it into the future um, where we have subject matter experts inside and outside of our uh, company come in and talk to us and do a deep dive about a certain sustainability initiative. In 2020, we had speakers from the city of Tucson to talk to us about recycling. We had uh, Mike Peel from Local First Arizona to talk up to us about local spending, very relevant during the pandemic. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, 
Yeah. We, and then, you know, this year in 2021, we've had, you know, speakers from inside the company coming to talk to us about, you know, our own employees, about our cleaner, greener grid plan as a company. Uh, talk to us about Raptor protection. And I'm naming just a couple out of the, you know, many right, speakers right. that we've had. But it's it's been really exciting because, you know, as a company, sometimes you can get sucked into, okay, this is my job. Like I go in, I get out, like this is what I do. I do my tasks, my to-do list. But really, I think this Lunch and Learn series kind of helps pull our head out of the books and really says, okay, but what what's going on at large? How is our company impacting our community? Let's hear a guest speaker from, you know, our cleaner grid group. Let's hear a guest speaker from our Raptor Protection group. Okay, well, how does my company impact the community? Let's hear from City of Tucson. Let's hear these other things. So the Lunch and Learn series has really uh, helped us kind of spread awareness about different areas that you might not always know or or kind of think of in your day-to-day job. So it's been really nice that way. And I think that people, employees, when that happens, they feel like, look, this is my company investing in me, my continuing education and my knowledge base. Like when we did the one with Kathy Jacobs from the University mm-hmm. of Arizona on water, I, I was on that call and I learned things. And she's a friend and I've heard her lecture, but she put things in a very educated, well-rounded, non-alarming way to let us know what is the situation with water in the Southwest. And if you're on an ECOS team, it has to be a concern because water mm-hmm. is a big concern for us here in Tucson. So to me, the, the the presentations have been relevant and fun and engaging. And what the proof is in the pudding. And when you have so many people coming and you have 50, 60, many employees from around the state sign up, it's like, there you go. If you had 10 people, we'd have to look at the business model. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do. So what about, um, I'd love your input on, and then I'll tell you what I think after you tell me what you think. Do you think it helps with employee recruitment? Do you think that having strong, engaged sustainability teams makes you more attractive or gives you an edge with prospective employees? Absolutely. I mean, it for sure did for me personally. I mean, I I think from a business perspective, you know, employees are one of your stakeholders and and TEP has been very good, you know, and UNS Energy, our parent company, has been very good at acknowledging that, acknowledging that, you know, stakeholders um, for our business incorporate our employees. And these, you know, employee engagement groups really help employees thrive within our company. You know, when I, you know, when I came in, I think I had this vision of sustainability and, you know, I wanted to be a chemical engineer. I was getting a minor in environmental hydrology, you know, all of these ideas floating in my head and, and seeing that come alive through the company, again, not only through our green team, but through our other kind of right. strategies that we yep. have going on. I mean, it, it attracts the best. I mean, it tell, it's telling you as an, as a prospective employee that, you know, this company is innovative. They are looking at growth. They are looking at long-term um, sustainability for the business and not from an environmental, but from a longevity, a sustainability financial perspective. I mean, it just, I think it really does attract the right kind of people. And and, and it shows with our, you know, employees we have. It's, it's, a, it's been a great a And it great not experience. only shows with attracting employees, but I make jokes all the time when I'm interviewing 
a myriad of TEP employees and I say, oh, you've been there 14 years. Oh, you've been there 16 years. And then we have the poster child, Susan Gray, <laughs> who's the, now the head person in charge, who started out as an intern, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing to see that. And I ask people and they say, yeah, you don't want to leave here. It's kind of like Costco in a very different way because the, the first guy that greeted me at Costco 20 years ago, he's still there. But <laughs> that's because they treat their employees well. And it's a, yeah. it's a place that people want to work um, at TEP. It blows me away. And yeah. even some of the people I've interviewed recently that were working for you know, solar companies with great reputations, I'm not going to mention any names, Neil Saunders, but he came <laughs> to TEP and that had to be a big one for him to come from, mm-hmm. you know, Technicians for Sustainability. But there's some sweet spot there that is so, you can't you cannot be more um, transparent in the in the reality that that creates. So it's just it's really fun to see. So one last question, if we, unless you have anything else, mm-hmm. um, what's your vision for the future with this? What like if we were sitting here, and I always like to say five years, but I don't know if that's too far out. But in three years, what are some of the things that you'd like to see happen with this with Ecos in the months and years to come? You know. I am excited to see what our team members come up with. Love it. You know, I know that I help coordinate the team and I'm kind of, you know, we help with our day to day, but really it's driven by our employees and something, you know, a solution that we have today, they can find something even better tomorrow for. And so really, I think we will continue to thrive as a team with the support of our employees, with the support of our leadership. And I think we've, like we've mentioned, it's never, it's not slowing down. There's no, I think we're, we'll continue to partner with other folks within the community, Mrs. Green's world, um, Eller College of Management, our other folks. And I think that we will continue to drive change through those channels. I think that, you know, our team, this is, we launched two years ago. We've already accomplished so much and really sky's the limit at this point. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, we've, I feel like that. I feel like I'm a part of the team and I say we've only just begun because we get together, we have Idearia and all these other things that we want to do. So yeah. it's pretty exciting to be a part of that from just from my perspective. So um, unfortunately, all good things must end. And to me, this I haven't said this in so long, but it seemed like a five-minute interview. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting the little beep that we're at our the end of it. So that's a big tribute to you and your enthusiasm and your passion. And just to close, I just want to say, please keep on doing what you're doing. You're obviously a model for creating the successful um, results that you have. And we need you. We need your team. We need all of the great employees at TEP doing what they're doing. And we need them to continue to be an example for other companies. I think that is often forgotten when companies, big corporate giants, see what TEP is doing in their leadership. And the same with Fortis. And it's they're taking it to another level. So it's just so much fun and so so um, satisfying to me. I, I get a lot of I get a lot out of it. So thanks for doing what you're doing and for taking the time. And I'll talk soon. Absolutely, I'll talk to you soon, Gina. Okay, be well. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.